everybody. Welcome back to Pour the Tea Podcast. This is Tess. And this is Mel. And your eyes are not deceiving you. Your ears are not deceiving you. Do not call your optometrist, proctologist, audiologist, all the ists. We are skipping episodes. Why? Because we get tired of this shit just as much as you do. It's the truth. And it's the same thing over and over again. It's the truth. So we are going to recap episodes, remind me again, 10 through 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to do those recaps real quick. It's the same things that's been happening, episodes one through nine. We haven't missed much. We know that there is a new couple that are introduced. We are going to skip them. And we're just going to carry on with the couples that we have. We're not going to introduce anybody new. So we're going to go ahead and just do a real recap, quick recap. And then we're going to go ahead right into episode 13 titled From This Day Forward. So Mm -hmm. we'll go ahead and start off with Nikki. Nikki and Justin are still in the throes of arguments about romance and intimacy and we have not left that. It's the same song and dance. It Everything about this is the definition of, a, of insanity. It really is. So Nikki and Justin, they go to a wine tasting. They're having a great time. They're, you know, relaxed, laughing, loving on each other. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I am that type that when I drink alcohol... I get a little bit loose and I'm more loving. Same. That's that's Justin because Justin's been sort of closed off with Nikki. Very obvious. They go out to dinner after the wine tasting. They've already had too much to drink. And Nikki, thinking that this is a great opportunity and how else could it turn out, but to just gently ask Justin, have you been with anybody else in this relationship? And to no one's surprise, because we have said it in the past, Justin admits that he has been with somebody and has not been faithful to Nikki and was not up until the point that he decided to propose to her. (laughs) Yep, proposal moment is when he decided, okay, I'm going to take this real serious and I'm going to now commit to Nikki. So he's had a couple of, how do you say, dalliances is that more an appropriate word one night stands he's been a hoochie mama <laughs> a hoochie he's played papa. the field yeah. he's played he's the played field well to no one's surprise nikki does not take this news well and who would no i don't know why justin thought that because he played off like <laughs> or i was available right at the point when we got engaged is how he played off as like, she was never going to be like, oh my God, that is so great. She was going to be like, I'm sorry. You sober up real quick in that instance. She did real quick. She was pissed. She was pissed. She was hurt. She was angry. She wanted to go home. She didn't want to continue the relationship anymore. And Justin's over here thinking, what did I do? You can't be mad at me. So I slept with a couple of people. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal, she tells him, because I have been faithful since the second we started talking again and deciding to commit to this relationship. He did not. So she's been sending him money prior to engagement, sending him pictures. She's been talking to him on the phone. I'm sorry. This is just, this is toxic. All of these relationships are toxic, but. Definition. Definition of toxicity. Well, 
Nikki tends to forgive. I guess she's got a forgiving heart. Kind of like Sophie. Sophie's got a forgiving heart. Too much of a forgiving heart. Because Nikki says, I want to try and work on this. I can't forgive this, but I want to look past it and move on. And Justin said, I got a great idea. Okay. I know how you and I can move on from this and how we can connect. You and I, Nikki, we can bring a third party in and we can have a threesome. And Nikki's like, what? You want to be even further from me. I'm speechless. I'm not surprised. <laughs> because you can tell that he is just not there. He's not in it with her. He doesn't He's feel comfortable. Committed. He's not committed. And that's what's the problem about it. And she even said, look, I've done fun things in my 20s. I'm in my 40s. I'm not looking for that. I want a husband. Maybe have kids. I want to settle down. I want a family. I'm at that point in my life. I'm not here to play games with you, Justin. Mm-mm. And I, he says in an interview, he says what you and I have been saying this whole time. He says, my heart is attracted to Nikki, but my body physically is not. Like He's not there. He's not able to get past the trans. And so we are here, left in this moment. Nikki calls her mom and she's trying to get advice from her mom and saying, okay, what do I do? He's telling me that he wants a threesome. What do I do? I don't want to do it. And her mom's like, I'm sorry. He wants a what? Yeah. A come again? Yeah. So they kind of leave it off at that. Mom kind of tells her, clear it up with him, work it out, figure it out. You love him. Make it work. Okay. Next, we'll talk about Ashley. Ashley and Manuel, it's the same song and dance. Ashley asks too many questions. Manuel doesn't want to divulge too much information from to his soon-to-be wife. And she sees that Manuel is having a hard time. So maybe something from home, a reminder from home would help him. Help him to ease up, relax, ease the tension, and kind of open up to her a little bit more. So she does this thing that was very sweet. She brings in his best friend, Jonathan, from Ecuador, who happens to live in New York. She brings him to Rochester to spend time with Manuel. And Manuel is so excited. He's so happy. He is thrilled to have his best friend. Imagine you're in a different country. Now he can be open. I'm sure he's known him pretty much his whole life. Right. And they're having a great time. Ashley always has to bring up these issues I get it. It's a big deal. The money issue is a big deal. He doesn't like the way she spends. She doesn't like the way that she has to spend money. Or I guess not that she has to spend money or send money to his family, but really how that all went down Mm. and the price. So she asks, oh, my God, she asks this in front of Jonathan. Like, Jonathan, what do you think about all this? Mind you, okay, let me set the scene. They're in, like, this cafe restaurant place for her to get coffee. And Jonathan's like, well... I mean, he does have responsibilities. And at the same time, like, Manuel, you have to open up to her. You have to trust her. He's being very Switzerland in this situation, trying to be very neutral in the party. Manuel gets pissed and does the Manuel thing. And he walks off, walks out of the restaurant. And Jonathan's kind of like, well, what the hell's going on? Right. And Ashley's pissed at this point. She's like, you can't walk off on on me anymore. You can't walk out. I'm not doing this with you. Get in the car. We need to take Jonathan to the airport so he can go back home. And Jonathan's outside like, okay, I don't know what the hell is happening right now. Who are these two people? Right. So Ashley gives herself time to calm down. And she says, Manuel, come with me. She takes him by the hand. 
the most awkward scene I have ever seen in my life. Don't tell me what I think you're about to tell me. If don't you tell know me them. what I think you're about to tell me. How how else do they solve their problems, Mel? No, yes. in the public bathroom. In the public bathroom with his best friend out there waiting. It's so awkward. He knows what's going on. The camera picks up moans and sounds, and that's what's going on in the bathroom. This is why we skipped three episodes, okay? Like, let's be real. I had to know what happened, so I had to kind of skim through. They have sex in the public restroom of this place with his best friend out there, knowing what's going on in the bathroom and not saying... Like, it being so awkward, he just yeah, wants to go home. To go you can okay, see it. here's the thing, though. That doesn't fix everything. No. And she knows that, though. She just, I think she does it because it calms him down. So it's a way for him to, like, calm down <laughs> a pressure relief. It's like, he's a freaking Instapot. And that valve is ready to... Uh, so I can't. Bad. I can't. It's, I'm telling you, this episode, guys, oh, God, prepare this. You're going to see it's going to be like two hours because there's a lot of information before we even get to the episode. Anyways, that's where we leave it. Ashley took Manuel into the public bathroom. They had sex in the public bathroom to release the tension. Meanwhile, Jonathan, his best friend, is sitting there like, I just want to go home, man. I just want to go home. Poor guy. I'm sorry. No. We're it's done. super awkward. Really, really awkward. Next, I will jump on to Jasmine. Jasmine and Gino. It was actually quite pleasant, really. Jasmine and Gino, they go to Miami and they have a wonderful time and uh, they're great. They're doing well. The weather's beautiful. Jasmine's like, this is where I want to live. This is as close to home as I can get. And they're up on top of this balcony, and he he really did a great job. He reserved this nice room. It's really, really wonderful. It's beautiful. She's having a great time. And this is when she kind of breaks down a little bit, and he he does want kids. That is maybe something that he wants in his life. She's young enough that she could have more. She tells us that she has a child who's neurodivergent, who is on the spectrum, and she actually starts to break down about it. And she says, I don't know if I can do that again. Like, she blames herself. She says, this is my fault. I did this. No, ma'am, you did not do this. This is not your fault. Mm -hmm. This is, he's, he's beautiful the way he is Mm -hmm. and love him the way that he is. He's, he's, he's a beautiful soul. It's just, she breaks down and I felt bad for her in this moment. Gino's very loving. He's very calm and he's trying to tell her, this is not your fault. He's a beautiful, wonderful kid. You've done a great job. He's doing all the things that he needs to say. And Gino actually re-proposes to Jasmine with a beautiful ring. He gets down on one knee. He sets out flowers. And they have a wonderful, great moment. So she wants to end on that high, but she just has this cloud looming over her. And that is the $2,000. I think it was $2,000, right? Mm -hmm. The $2,000 that she got extra to help pay for the uh, butt implants. And And she tells Gino. Where did she get that two grand from? She tells Gino, she says, I have to come clean with you. I haven't been entirely honest that um, I asked Dane, my ex-boyfriend, for the $2,000 extra. As you can imagine, again, this shit does not go over well. It's not going well. This man was on a high. He just proposed to her. Wait, so she busts this out. 
after right after he proposes not or right like after i think it's like the day after if i remember correctly it's not the same night she I wasn't going to ruin the night but she before they left miami she reveals that information to him gotcha she felt so guilty and she felt really bad well gino's pissed obviously and rightfully so like she's right. been dishonest this whole time Granted, he doesn't have much of a leg to stand on because of the whole lipstick, lip gloss nonsense and the letters of the X hanging around the house. Oh, but there's more that we oh, will get, get we into. will get into this episode. But that's where we are caught up with them. We have next, we have Clayton. Fucking little Paul Clayton. I cannot with him. I cannot with him. I cannot. I cannot. No. It's just one shit show after another. But hey. Annalise says, you need to get off of your freaking computer. You need to call Cameron. You need to tell him that we are flying out. We are finally going to meet him in person. And you're going to invite him to the wedding. And you're going to tell him that you want him to be your best man. So get off that computer and let's go. And they do. They end up flying to San Diego where Cameron lives and they meet. And it's a little awkward because they have not met in person. And Cameron is a sweet guy. He's very open very kind brings his girlfriend so that way it's not like super awkward and they're very friendly to her and it's dinner time <sighs> clayton now mind you they haven't had sex yet okay they've Still. basically been born again virgins okay all right yes. and they're at dinner and clayton i don't know how to describe clayton clayton is clayton clayton is awkward he's socially awkward he doesn't know what to say in certain social settings the waitress comes over to get their drinks and he says, well, can you make that a virgin since that's basically what I am now in front of the table and says, because we haven't had sex since she's gotten here and it's been like 53 days. He says that in front of everybody and Anna Lee is mortified. Like, did you think that this was going to get you what you wanted? So and she no must certain... understand some English. She then. does. She okay. does. She understands just un poquito and just enough to get by. Okay. So that makes the table super awkward. And Cameron's like, oh, man, you're in trouble. So she wants to go. She wants to leave and get out of there. Yes, because she had just met these people. I mean, she hadn't even talked to Cameron prior. Mm -mm. So they leave and she was so embarrassed and mortified. And he apologizes. He says, I shouldn't have said that. That was very rude of me. At the same time, can you please start posting pictures of me on, on your social? This is important to me that you do this. It shows that you're committed to this relationship. Okay. I agree. I think that's only fair. Sure. And she's just scared. She starts crying. She's like, but you don't understand. Like, they're going to know. And I'm going to have to explain this. And this is just going to turn into something bigger than I want it to be. And I'm really scared. Honey. I know. You're getting ready to marry this guy. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll get into you it on this episode. You think that this is a big situation? <laughs> You're about to be in a bigger situation. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, she has no clue. No clue what she's getting into, oh but she does I it. I cannot with these people. <laughs> well, but she does it. She she puts out a, a picture of them on her social, and she's like, okay, I did it. And guess what? He scores. He shoots. He scores that night. They have done it. They have. He has taking her born again v card i don't know i mean it's just like yes it's super super awkward they're weird was they're his awkward. mom in the closet no see they're still in san diego so they had some privacy right like clayton magic get a little glimpse this is what your life could be like if you didn't have mom in the closet 
and the guinea pigs and the chihuahuas. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Okay. Well, then they go back home. He calls Brandy and says, Brandy, I'm going to need your help. I need your help on planning the wedding. I She can't do it because she doesn't speak English. So it's really hard for her to call and make those contacts. Which, mind you, I think that if she could, she would. It's her wedding. She would want it to be the way she wanted it to be. Can you help me? And she goes, okay, I can help you. What do you need help with? He goes, everything. I don't have anything done. Okay, well, like, give me specifics. What do you want? And he goes, well, obviously we need the flowers. We need the tux. We need the alpacas or the llamas. And she's like, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Alpacas and llamas. He goes, well, yeah, I've got to make sure she feels comfortable like this is home for her. And she goes, where do you want me to find those? And she hangs up the phone on him. She's like, I don't have time for this. He's like, hello, Brandy? I'm sorry, what is he doing? That's a great question, Mel. Not a whole damn lot, that's for sure. Sure. Apparently not. No. So we're going to leave Clayton and we're going to head on over to, let's do Nick and Devin because that's a great story. Okay. Nick, he had arrived, like I had said before, he had arrived in Searcy, Arkansas. And he goes and he visits her family. And there's a bit of a cultural difference. You know, he calls Devin Piggy. And the family doesn't Still like that. never okay. Never okay. And Devin's dad says, that doesn't make me feel good. I'm going to have a conversation with him. He needs to respect my daughter and know that we don't talk like that. Not in my house we don't talk like that. So... He's got a boat, and he asks Nick to come out and kind of help him. And he says, Nick, I want to talk to you about something. You know, how do you think that you calling Devin Piggy makes her feel? And he's like, well, she's, I'm sure it doesn't make her feel great, but she doesn't say anything. And he goes, well, I can tell you right now, it doesn't make her feel good. And no woman wants to be called a piggy. So, pause. Yes. He knows That it doesn't make her feel good, but continues to do it. Correct. That's very douchey of you, but okay, continue. Well, because when he first said it, he said, I knew she didn't like it, but now at this point, she's just gotten used to it and kind of rolls her eyes at it. No. (laughs) You never get used to it. No. No. So the dad tells him, in this culture, in America, women are very self-conscious about the way they look. And I don't want my daughter to have a complex. My daughter's beautiful the way she is. And she needs to be told that every day. So he said, I hear you. I understand. I receive that. And I'm going to do better. And they end up getting married. It's a beautiful wedding. She wears one of those hangbox. Handbox, I think is what it's called. Is what she got engaged in. The okay. outfit, because oh, she oh, wanted oh, to oh, feel okay. like Nick had a piece of home. Okay. That's very respectful of her. Yes. And the night ends with a surprise trip that her parents got them on a helicopter ride around the city. I'm assuming Nashville, because I think that's where they flew in. Dang! I know. So mom and dad got some money. Okay. No tid. And they live happily ever after, we're hoping. I don't know, but that's the end of their story as far as we've come across. Well, I hope they do have a happy ending. You know, I mean, if he was receptive to hearing that criticism, you know, like critique, I guess you could say, then I hope that... They will learn and grow together, you know, in their marriage. Yes. Well, we are going to leave the recap off with Sophie since we start with her on this episode. If you remember, we last left off that Sophie was very nervous and very hesitant to tell Rob, douchebag Rob, that she was bisexual. This is 
who she is. She's never acted on it. She's never dated a woman. She's just she just finds women attractive in a sexual way because there's plenty of women you can find attractive and not in a sexual way. But um, so instead of Rob being supportive to his fiance and saying, thank you so much for divulging that information, I could tell that you were very nervous to tell me, very hesitant. This is a big secret that you've revealed. You've allowed me to. You've been vulnerable and allowed me in. No, he says, well, if you're going to have sex with women, then I'm going to have sex with other women. And she said, I'm sorry. I did, did I in any way indicate that I was going to be having sex with another woman? I was just telling you that I'm also attracted to women. He is just, he's a piece he's, of work. He's robbed the knob. He's robbed the knob. He has robbed the freaking knob. So she, being Sophie, and gives in, she just wants peace. So she just kind of lets this go. And I guess they're very adventurous when it comes to the bedroom. She doesn't hold anything back. They like to use toys, books, you name it. They like to do all the things. So as one does, one goes to a sex shop. So they can broaden their horizons, one would say. And they're looking through all the toys. Mind you, everything's blurred out because we don't want to see this. Mm -hmm. This has to be set up by TLC because... One of the ladies that works there comes over to them and says, oh, I see that, you know, you're really into this stuff. And I heard Sophie that she didn't sell her name, but she said, I heard that you are into women. So if that's the case, what about having me come and join you? What do you think? I'm sorry, TLC. This, <laughs> you're not fooling anybody here. Let's It was real. set up. It was totally set up. And Rob and Sophie are looking at each other because I know Sophie doesn't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. But you're not really sure where Rob's at. And Rob's like, well, don't look at me. This is your area. You're the one that's into both men and women. And she's like, but you're not telling me that you don't want this to happen. Yes. And so then they start this big, massive fight in the store. And they're just going <laughs> at it. Dee, 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 over the same shit. The same things. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. It's the next day. Sophie's mom's coming into town. And... Sophie's mom is trying to be calm, but, you know, she doesn't like him. So she does all these, like, passive-aggressive things, knowing that they're about to get under Rob's skin. And she's kind of making fun of, like, his car at first. And then if Rob says something to the mom, her mom gets really upset and takes offense to it. And he's like, you're just taking what I say. You're being really sensitive right now, and that's not what I mean. And then, of course, Sophie's going to side with her mom because she loves her mom. And sure. it's like, you know, you've done this stuff wrong already. Like, don't you come at my mama. Mm-hmm. And so they leave, and it's the next day. Mom's going to come visit his, what do you call it? Not even a studio. Is it a studio? Does he even have a bathroom? It's a bedroom. Bedroom with a make I would say kitchen. it's a room because it's I don't even room. think he has a closet. And to classify a room, like an actual bedroom has to have a closet in it. Correct. Well, the second mom opens those doors and she's like, oh, is this the place? And she immediately starts jumping on Rob. And she's like, I thought you said that you were going to get something different by the time my daughter came. And what's this with her having to walk out and go into the bathroom outside? It's not even indoors. My daughter needs indoor plumbing. Saying what we want to say to Rob ourselves. He gets so freaking pissed. He leaves and goes outside on the patio. And he's rude to the mom. And Sophie walks out and she says, how could you be so rude to my mom like that? Like, who do you think you are? You're being ridiculous. I'm going to go to my mom's hotel room and I'm going to stay the night there. He's like, fine, go. Get out of here. And that's where we leave Sophie and Rob. Well, I have a great spot to pick with this because <laughs> I'm going to start in on their their relationship for this episode. 
So Kay. Sophie and her mom are in the car, and she's furious. She's just fuming. She's upset mm-hmm. that Rob had treated her mom so poorly. And I think she's starting to come to the realization that Rob is a total narcissist. Uh, oh, absolutely. And mind you, there is a definition. Like, there's a difference between somebody who is a narcissist and somebody who has narcissistic tendencies. I he does not have those tendencies. He is a narcissist. He, he does is. the gaslighting. He does everything wrong. And then he puts it on Sophie and makes it out to be like he's the martyr and she's doing everything wrong and he's doing everything right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He is the victim in this instance. Yep. So her mom's like, if you're with him 24-7, I guarantee you will not be the same person that you are now in six months. And she's trying to get – she is getting in her head. And her yeah. mom's yeah. name is Claire. I love it. But she said, you know, she's she's trying to get in her head. She's like, your sparkle is going to go. You're going to lose everything about who you are. Mm. I will say moms know. Mothers know best. And it was very, I've talked about this before. It was very important for me personally to find someone that my parents loved and adored. Yeah. Had they said, I don't think this is the person that's for you, as they have told me with a past boyfriend. Yeah. You know, it took me a while, but I came to my senses and figured out what it is that they were saying that was not the right thing. Yeah. But she, you know, Claire, her mom, she said his self-esteem is so non-existent and so low that he's going to make you feel the same way, that you don't have any self-esteem, that you're not worthy, that you're not Mm -hmm. enough. And he's Mm -hmm. just going to bring you down. He's going to bring you down to his level. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. Her mom is asking what are you going to do? You know, like, what's yeah. your plan here? And Sophie wants to give Rob the time to think about himself and think about, you know, all of the things that he needs to work on. And, he, you know, she says he has some anger issues, which obviously gives her mom red flags, as it would anybody in their right mind. And Sophie's like, you know, I'm just, I just need to stay away. I'm excited to be here in a hotel with you. Just, like, sleep yeah. in a nice hotel that has indoor plumbing because that's always a conversation that comes up. <laughs> I'm telling you. And she just wants Rob to apologize for the way that he behaves and said that, you know, if he can't get past that and realize that he's in the wrong, then he's not someone that she wants to marry. And I'm glad that she said that. But does she mean it? But do you mean it? And are yeah. you going to stick to that? Right. So she admits that it's not looking good for her and Rob getting married and her mom is trying so hard to convince her and make her realize that she's going to lose her happiness and her peace being with him and Ugh. you know don't I lose your light don't lose your light girl no shine but that light do you think that mom is saying all the things that she knows she needs to say to try to convince her to leave i think she's gonna pull out all the stops you know, oh, I, think so I too. mean, even in the past episode where she's pointing out X, Y, and Z and making Rob feel like the trash can that he is. Yeah. You know, like, I think she's trying to save her daughter in the fact of if she did not do these things and say these things, she would be doing a disservice to Sophie. Yeah. You know, and I, as a mother, I would be doing the same thing for my daughter. Do you realize, like, X, Y, and Z, he told you this, and he hasn't done this. He said Mm -hmm. that he wouldn't do this anymore, and he's still doing this. You know, like, it's your job to point out these flaws and make them realize, like, 
there is a there is grass that is greener elsewhere, and this is not yeah. it for you, girl. Yeah, because there's no follow through with him. He has no follow through. He's all talk, 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 and no follow through. Well, let's head over to Nikki. And as you can imagine, the day is starting with another fight. Surprise to no one. I swear they go to bed fighting, they wake up fighting. <laughs> I'm sure she hits him in the middle of the night because she's dreaming about fighting Why not? with him. It's all fighting. Why not? We just need to put him in a boxing ring and just go <laughs> 10 rounds I'm and sorry, just get it out. I'm probably take him out. She probably could. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? This fight, it feels a little bit different this time. And that's just because Justin got horrible advice from his friend Ivan, who told Justin that he needs to take back control of the relationship and start being the masculine one of the relationship. So now Justin is taking that to the extreme and is wanting Nicole to do the cooking and to do the cleaning around his house. <laughs> She's like, um, bitch, I'm the guest in your house. <laughs> ma'am, I flew all this way to be with you. Oh, crrr. Yes. She's like, and I know that when you come to my house, I'm going to be doing all of that. Right. So no, I'm not doing it in your house. Not going to happen. He's just being assertive in a really dickish way. He got horrible advice from Ivan. Ivan's like, you need to be the masculine one. You need to take back the energy. You need to take back control. Dear Ivan, Ivan, are you married? My Dear partner? Ivan. <laughs> Dear Ivan. Dear Ivan. Suck a big bag. Because that <laughs> advice was horrible. Let's pause on theirs and let's head over to Ashley. Ashley is good. <laughs> if you could see a mouth. I know, girl. Look. It, you got to take this in stride. I wish we could break this down. And what we, we should have done is just taken every episode. I'm going to do my taps here because. Do your taps, right? And we should have just anxiety. always started. Like, each let episode. Me just... <laughs> because I cannot with this. I, I, okay. Well, I, I will ready. tell you. Okay. Ashley's starting to get on my goddamn nerves. <laughs> She's been on my nerves. She is getting on my damn little nerve. I had one nerve and she's up on it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm starting to get to the point where like, Manuel, you're a little bit of a douche, but I'm starting to get what you're seeing here. Okay. Because this starts off pretty pleasant, but Ashley is surprising Manuel on an adventure. She feels like he needs to go out and he needs to explore. And there's one thing that she knows that he's always wanted to do. And she wants to surprise him with this. And that is take him to Niagara Falls. Okay. Li- she lives cool. in Rochester. Oh, it'd be amazing. It's- Have a little office moment. They get married on the boat like Jim and Pam. <laughs> Don't think for one second I didn't think of that moment. I would do it. I would do it. Oh, my God. We need to go. She pulls up in her car and he knows exactly where he is. And he is like a kid who just realized he's at Disneyland. (laughs) He's so happy. He is just he looks at it and he's in awe of the beauty of Niagara Falls. And he's like, this has been on my bucket list and I've wanted to go so bad and I just cannot tell her how much this, I appreciate that she's doing this for me. It just means the world to me. And Ashley just, oh, she just takes this time not to enjoy the moment. No, not to enjoy the view, but to instead do the one thing that Manuel has proven time and time again that he absolutely hates. And that is to ask him 5,000 questions. Wrong time. Wrong place, my friend. 5,000 questions about what? 
everything. She brings up the visit from his BFF, Jonathan. And like, okay, well, how do you feel? Like, are you ready to adapt to our ways here in the U.S.? You know, are you ready to accept the cultural differences here? Lean more my way. And he says, I want to grow with you, but I don't want to adapt to your culture of spend, spend, spend. I don't spend money. Okay. You spend money outrageous. And she says, oh, really? Well, how about this? You had one year, Manuel, to save every single dollar that you had that you could spare because you knew you were going to be in this exact scenario where you were going to have to send money to your family, but you weren't going to be able to work here. Okay, I get her. She's got a point there. She does. I I understand. Like, yes, you should have gotten your affairs in order. You should have known that you were going to be spending, like, what, $300, $250, $300 a month to your family. Manuel does the one thing that Manuel does. He gets on his feet and he starts walking away from her. And she's like, you can't walk away from me every time I have a question. But also I'm like... Ashley, why did it have to be here? Why did it have to be at Niagara Falls? Right, like you're ruining this moment. Yes, you're shocked. Manuel got upset. Ashley, do you have amnesia, honey? Have the past (laughs) few weeks just slipped your freaking mind? Like, seriously. Oh, my gosh. Well, the past few weeks have not slipped Jasmine and Gino's mind because they are in the kitchen making a salad. And she's like... You seem really upset right now. Like, they're back at home, okay? And she's like, you seem like you're upset. And he's like, yeah, I'm ticked. I'm really ticked off. He's short with her. And he's I am like, really ticked off. Step off. I love that. I love that movie. I love it. I love Jack Black. Okay. But um, he's short with her and admits that he just isn't a good, is not in a good mood after hearing all about the information that she told him regarding Dane giving her two grand to get those sure. booty implants. Sure. So she admits that she screwed up and that it's her fault. And he says he's, he's going to expect things from you now. Like, what kind of favor did you give Dane when he gave you this $2,000? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, what did Dane want in return? Yeah. How is he going to just give you $2,000 without expecting something? I'm sorry. And she's like, like what? You know, playing total dumb there. And he's like, I don't know. What do you think here? Come on now. Come on. Okay. So she says that he should be happy that she has such kind giving friends. And I'm like, boo-boo. But you um, dated this guy. You probably... Maybe, I'm assuming, had relations with this guy. So, I think so. for you to be so mm. close with and, like, borrowing money, no, 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 honey. <laughs> no, no. So, she says that she still talks to him because he's still a good friend to her. And then it goes to, and she's like, unlike you. Okay. <gasps> Buckle up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm okay, cringing. Hang on, let me get it. I'm buckled in. Let me get my five-point harness on. (laughs) Your helmet. (laughs) Yeah, my crash test gear. Yes, because it goes to a flashback of Gino and Jasmine. This dude sent Jasmine's naked pictures that Jasmine had sent privately to Gino. He sent them to his exes. 
or at oh least one God. ex that she knows of. He, that's violating her. She probably felt violated. How, how could you not? I feel violated for her. Did she know? She like, did she give know. him permission? She did not give him permission. Gina. I know. He's dead to me. I know. And I said, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah. When I'm watching this. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me pause. Let me rewind. Did I hear that correctly? I don't think I heard that right. Yeah. And so she's like, wait a minute. Don't you forget that, yes, I may have borrowed money from my ex, but you're sending my naked body pictures to your ex-girlfriend Absolutely. or ex-wife. I don't even know. And what for what purpose, Gino? For what purpose? Why are you still talking to your ex? And why are you sending naked pictures of your fiance to your ex-girlfriend? To make them jealous. Like, this is what I have now. I've replaced you with somebody better looking. But Gino has the cojones <laughs> to then say, what did you... Because Jasmine is like, did you know that your ex reached out to me with the screenshot? That you sent her of my naked body. <gasps> and. Oh my God. Gino has the balls to then be like, what did you do to provoke her? <gasps> he put that on her. Oh. Yeah. He put him sending her pictures that she sent to him for privacy, for an intimate moment for them, for only his eyes. He sent that to his ex, which she then sent it to Jasmine, and he wants to know what Jasmine did? To provoke her. To provoke that reaction? Because obviously there was some sort of communication that happened, as there would be if some ex-girlfriend is sending me pictures that I sent to my fiancé. Uh-huh. That he had sent to her. It's a, it's a triangle here, okay? But he's like, well, what did you do to provoke her? Um, because... How is she making fun of you? How is she causing this big stir in your life and cause issues over the photos that, you know, he sent to his ex of over Jasmine? And she's like, listen, I went through horrible humiliation from your ex-girlfriend because uh, yeah. I, I did not do anything to provoke her. She's the one that reached out to me saying, listen, he's sending me these pictures. Jasmine probably went in Jasmine mode which is a little cray-cray, let's be real. She probably went off the handle, as I would oh. have too. I would have been right there with her. Hell I'm like, if no you theory. don't go off the handle, I will do it for you. 100%. And so the ex-girlfriend retaliated and sent Jasmine's naked pictures out to all of these bloggers. <gasps> I just got freaking chills. Yeah. So she, Jasmine is oh like, my God. she sent, she retaliated because I was upset that you sent my picture to her. Yeah. And so she retaliated and sent my naked body to a mm. ton of different bloggers to humiliate me. No. And she was like, that was meant for just you. That was yes. not meant for anybody else to see. So why is it that you are sending my picture to your ex-girlfriend and you're mad at me for getting yeah. $2,000 from an ex-boyfriend who is a good, decent human being of a friend? Mike, drop that. Not only that, but her kid, like she runs the risk of her kids seeing that. Anybody seeing it. Anybody oh can post God. that. Anybody this can hack into her phone. I swear to God. Why are you with him? I'm what sorry. What does he offer you? But he offers you nothing but headaches and heartaches. 
that they have a lot of issues. They have a lot of issues. But Jasmine, that would be the absolute straw. That would have been that, it. That there is no negotiation. We nope. are done. We are done. We are done. Mm-hmm. So she goes, no, I didn't provoke. If anything, she was provoking me. A hundred percent agree. And yeah. Jasmine goes as far as to say that she wished. So she's oh. being ugly in this sense, because obviously Gino's being a skadoosh. But yeah. she goes as far to say that she wishes she would have slept with Dane that night <sighs> that she asked for money because this was ridiculous and she was not going to put up with this. You know what, though? Mm-mm, I give it to her. Go low. He went you know low, what? you go she low with him. him. You go low. You are not you Michelle low. Obama. If, you, if he goes low, you go lo- You go right there with him. There you go. Whatever you got to do. But Gino then throws it back in her face and says that his exes were great in bed. And he wishes that he would really tap into that avenue again. I don't believe you. Not for one freaking second. Because you would not have sent the pictures of Jasmine to your exes in a way of showing you like, well, you missed out on a great opportunity, but this is what I got. You can't compare it to this. No, I don't. Not for one second do I believe a damn word he says. Nothing. Well, it doesn't get any easier over here because we've got back to Clayton. Oh, oh my God, Clayton and his another mom, one that I'm rolling my eyes over. He is. I should say over him, not necessarily her, but him. I roll. Yeah, she, I wasn't really sure with her to start off with, but seeing what she deals with, I'm like, good God, girl. Either you need a medal or a psychiatrist. I'm not quite sure which one it is. But you know what? In the same sense, you're dealing with it. And you could say, you are. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Correct. But Clayton and his mom are leaving a pet boutique where he bought some useless freaking hats for the damn guinea pigs. Oh my God. When he did that, I thought Mel... Does he, honest to God, please, God, tell me he is not thinking about putting those damn guinea pigs in the wedding. Oh, please tell me he is not trying to introduce them in the wedding. I don't know. The wedding hasn't happened. I have have not a clue. clue. Absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) Why else would he be there buying like top hats and shit like that? He has to be in his mind thinking those damn guinea pigs are in the wedding. Has to be. Has to. I can't. I know, right? And why are you spending useless money on that? Why aren't you saving up those pennies that you spend on that? Which I'm sure it's more than pennies. I'm sure that shit's expensive. Sure. It's a custom suit for a freaking guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get a little bow tie and a jacket. Three-piece suit. I mean, that would be cute. No, guinea pigs are disgusting. They're like little rats with extra rodents. They are rodents. But why not save your money and get at least a bigger apartment? You know, so that way your mom's not sleeping in the closet <laughs> or help to Again. move her into her own apartment. I'm going to tap. I know we're not done yet. Tap, tap all you want, girl. We ain't, we're not done. Okay. <laughs> the ride ain't over. You, you buckled in for the whole thing. I we're sure just, did. We're in the middle. <laughs> but during the car ride back to the apartment, this is when his mom tells Clayton, just how she's feeling, you know, about the last couple of months living with Annalie in the house. And she feels that Annalie doesn't really take the initiative to do things for Clayton. Clayton, he works at home. He's always on the computer. So I'm also thinking like, well, but what does he provide to the relationship? Yes, he has to be financially. He has to provide financially. But the examples that she gives to Clayton are like, Annalie never cooks food that Clayton likes. Like she only cooks food that she likes. Maybe that's all she knows what to make. But also at the same time, like, 
admit it, Americans eat like absolute shit. And she is not used to that. So what if she's cooking? She's cooking home-cooked meals. And I'm probably sure that they taste great. You're going to get pissed that she's cooking for him? Well, she's getting pissed because Annalie mainly cooks cooks chicken. And Clayton would like a, a cheeseburger every once and then. And then. Like, oh my God. That's what you're complaining about? Because your son's not getting a fatty cheeseburger every meal? Like, she's cooking him home-cooked meals. You're going to bitch and moan about that? Really? Maybe it's because the mom doesn't like what she's making. And the mom is... um, Or the mom is replacing her. Dare I say that the mom is mooching. Or not replacing her. But Annalie's replacing the mom. Because my my feeling is that Clayton is very codependent on his mom. And relies heavily on his mom. Even though he wants her out. I'm sure she does things around the house that he doesn't want to. I mean, I'm sure he gets babied. She probably does his laundry. She does all the cooking, all the cleaning. We've talked about Has this. To. I bet you she wipes for him, you know? She I probably mean, wipes his own ass. <laughs> True. I'm sure all of it. If we really got down to it, I'm sure all of it. His mom would also like to see Annalise start to learn English so that she's able to communicate. You have to meet her halfway, honey. English she's is a hard language for what? to learn. A month? Six weeks, maybe? Well, 50, 53 days, 54 days. Okay, so about six weeks. Well, I guess longer than that because they're already back from San Diego and all that stuff. So, I mean, I think that they're very close to the wedding. Also, mom says one last thing. I don't like how Anna Lee, she'll just leave every light on in the apartment. At this point, I'm like, okay, we're just trying to nitpick. We're just finding little things to aggravate you. Listen, mom, I don't like that you're living in the closet. Thank you. Annalie hasn't said anything to him yet. She said some stuff like, hey, when do you think your mom's going to move out? Is that an option? What's going on with that? Obviously, it's not working with the three of you being in such close proximity. That's, I mean, the mom's getting aggravated. Every little thing that Annalie does bugs her. Annalie just really hasn't bonded with her. I know. I roll, right? right? Did you see it almost got stuck? <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, hit the side of your head. That'll loosen up that eyeball. <laughs> But ultimately, mom feels like Clayton maybe is just trying to push her out the door. She says, I know that maybe you're trying to push me out the door. I think that's maybe what you want. Well, Clayton's like, I'm not trying to push you out the door. But in an interview, he just says, I really do wish that my mom would get her own place because her being here really is affecting my relationship with Annalise. Sure. But I just think he doesn't know what to say to mom. I don't think he wants to hurt her feelings. Yeah, that's hard. I mean... You've allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. And now things are getting shaken up with your little, you know, connection yeah. that you have. Mom's not feeling secure anymore. You're yep. not excited because you're not getting any bootay every night. Yeah. Probably because your mom is there. Yes. <laughs> so Always you know, there. Yeah. So we've got a situation here. Yeah. Mercy. We got a situation, too, with Jasmine and Gino. We sure do. Because we're back. Dick. We're back. And she's upset because Gino is saying that she provoked, you know, her ex to backlash at her and spread her photo all over the internet and all over the place. And she said that she had forgiven him for the whole instance because she loved him. And oh, I'm like, God. this is not a forgivable thing. No. Uh, yeah, no, that is unforgivable. That action right there is unforgivable. I will cut you off. And then yeah. I'll, I, I will bury, cut it I will off set and cut it on off. fire. Yes. <laughs> set you on fire. You know why. <laughs> exactly. Even though she was humiliated by him sending her photo in the first place. And she's like, listen, you know, 
what she did to me and yet you're asking if I provoked her. That's a bigger issue that we have going on. Yeah. Gino feels that he has a right to be upset with Jasmine over Dane giving her money. This is not, compar- not this is not in comparison in any no. way, shape, or form. You've lost so, all, all footing on this one, buddy. Exactly. All footing. Exactly. After 30 minutes, because Jasmine's upstairs, Gino's downstairs, and he's like, I'm just going to let her cool off because there's no point in trying to talk to her. Okay, fair in a sense, but realize yeah. that you're the skadoosh here. Yes. So after 30 minutes, Gino finally goes to talk to Jasmine because, you know, she separated herself and he breaks the conversation and apologizes for upsetting her because she's like having a little pity party kind of to herself upstairs. She's upset. As she yes. Should be. He acknowledges that what she went through was terrible and that it was a terrible subject that still hurts her. Topic of conversation. Jasmine apologizes for getting $2,000 from Dane, and she acknowledged that what she did was wrong, you know, because she wants to be faithful to just Gino. She doesn't want him to ever feel like she's messing around or playing a game or that it's not, you know, she doesn't ever want to make him feel bad or question their relationship. Sure. Uh, So he said, I know my ex hurt you, but the fact that you're still talking to your ex hurts me. Mm. Okay. So he tells her that she has to end her relationship with Dane, even though she doesn't feel like she's doing anything wrong. And. Okay. I mean, remember, she lives in Michigan and he's all the way in Panama. Right. And I think he's American or British or Australian. Like. Oh, really? He is. Yeah. He. I want to say he's British. Maybe Australian. Okay. But um, is living down there for whatever reason. Maybe work. I don't know. But. So he, Gino tells her, you know, like, it's time. You've got to cut this off. Cut off the hand, you know. And she said as much as it hurts to give up her friendship, Gino is her priority and is going to be her husband. And so she wants to do right by him and respecting that he doesn't want her to have contact anymore. And, um, you know, that he will come before anyone else in the world. And I'm like, even your children? Even your kids? No. no. Yeah. You didn't mean that. I know. I'm like, <laughs> wait, we'll pause for a second. Uh-huh. So Jasmine voice messages Dane while Gino is standing there. Mm-hmm. And she's like on her phone. She's like, listen, thank you for being a great human being and a great friend. But I'm letting you know that we will not be able to communicate anymore going forward Mm. she knows my world you know he doesn't like the situation and i need to really respect that boundary and respect that that as part of our marriage going forward he doesn't doesn't deserve deserve that that. no he doesn't he doesn't so she essentially it boils it down to it not being a good idea and wishes him a uh, a good life and happy goodbye and nothing but the best And so they both agree to leave their exes in the past and move forward. But I've said it once and I'll say it again. (laughs) (laughs) This is a toxic relationship that when one shoe falls, another shoe is mending to put back on the foot (laughs) for it to fall off again. So this is just going to be a vicious cycle where shoes are getting burned as as soon as they fall to the ground and then whoop. I'm going to put that burning shoe back on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) meld it to my foot, so then it can fall off again. 
Oh, God. I don't know. Well, talk about shoe dropping. We've got Clayton again because we can't, obviously, we can't get enough of them. <clears throat> They're packing up him and Annalie to head to their wedding location, and it's three days before the wedding. Okay. That, that number oh, so this is serious. So we're in it. They're we're in committed. It. But that number is significant because at this point, all of the wedding planning has fallen on Clayton's shoulders. Because, again, Annalie doesn't speak English, so how is she going to be able to organize anything? She can't talk to anybody. She's a woman I would assume that she would want to be able to plan this stuff. So he still hasn't found anyone to even officiate the wedding. So... <laughs> But not only that, I'm girl. Sorry, what? Three days before? Three days before. He hasn't found anyone to officiate the wedding. No one to do her hair. No one to do her makeup. And his excuse for this whole thing is he's just waiting for Brandy to get a hold of him to offer her advice. Brandy hung up the phone on you when you asked for the llamas and alpacas. <laughs> and I forgot to mention a guinea pig suit. I know, I know. So I'm... I, I, Mel, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. I think he's going to bring them guinea pigs to put them in the wedding. But they're still in the apartment and they start arguing. Him and Annalie. And his mom's in the kitchen because where else the hell is she going to go? The apartment's so damn small. (laughs) She can't escape it. And she's listening to all of this and she's getting more and more nervous for him because they're three days from the wedding and they're arguing like this. Well, Clayton, the little baby, goes out of the room and he starts venting to his mom he's like can you believe this Annalie she doesn't want to do this she wants to do that da, 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 da. he's adding more fuel to mom's fire because mom just needs a little spark to light it up to because she doesn't like her she doesn't like Annalie she's not liking her she's it's she sees the handwriting is on the wall she sees that Annalie is slowly starting to push mom out And mom's not liking it. Well, guess what? While you're out there jabbering about the situation that just happened between you and Annalie, Annalie's listening. She overhears Clayton bitching to his mom. And she may not speak great English. She even says, I don't speak great English, but I know enough to understand that he's talking about me to his Mm -hmm. mom. So she just walks out and she's standing in the doorway and she's like, hey, what's What's up? up? (laughs) She's basically like, bitch, I just heard you talking to your mom about me. What you got to say? Oh, man. Uh Uh-huh. But he kind of backpedals a little bit. And he's like, well, you know, I'm just telling mom, you know, how much I just wish, you know, that you spoke more English. So that way, you know, you could help. You could make those calls with me. And I'm like, that's exactly what you meant. Boo-boo, you got a poo-poo stain in your underwear because (laughs) sister caught you. Yes, exactly. So um, you're backpedaling. Yeah, but what you meant to say was, I wish that you could do the planning of the wedding because this is taking away from my video game time. And I'm not able to play with Cameron on the freaking video games. I'm having to sit here and he's a child. not even make calls. He's made nothing. He's done nothing. Hardly anything to help with this wedding. Freaking A, let's leave them. Let's go over to Nikki and Justin. They're arriving at a horseback riding place. And Nikki, at this point, she's dried out of tears. And she wants to put their issues aside. And it's time for them to start having fun. You know, everything with them is a fight. It's an argument. Yes. It's just too much. Justin wanted to take Nikki horseback riding to recreate a photo that they took when they first met. And it's a photo of them on on two different horses and they're holding hands. And he wants to recreate that, recreate the magic and the memory. The happy moment, it's here. They take their shot and it lasts very fleeting because they get off the horses and they start talking about their future. I mean, is there a future? 
what does that future even look like for Nikki? What does it look like for Justin? He apologizes to Nikki. I give it to him. He steps up. He does apologize, though, a lot. And I think he realized real quick, oh, that assertive shit ain't gonna work with her. She ain't gonna take that. No, no, no. He wants her to love him and to keep trying. He wants to work it out. She wants to keep working it out. It's obvious. But she's telling him, you know, I'll always love you. And I've always loved you since... The moment that we broke up. I've never stopped loving you. Mm-hmm. Let's leave them. Let's head over to Ashley. Ashley, at this point, oh, we've come to the point in their relationship that she just wants to put the petty stuff aside and let Manuel know that she will fight for him and will always be on his side. You know, and he tells her he wants to go to the moon and he wants her to come with him. That's his travels, right? He wants to fly to Is the moon and I want to take you with me. Despicable me. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to the moon. Despicable me. I mean, I think that he has the right intentions. I think he just doesn't like her nagging. I think she's always up his ass in his opinion. But she does, I mean, like she does harp on him. And I'm not saying that he's the best person. But the more I watch this and the further we go in, I think the more that he, he has to adapt to a ton for her. And I get it. There's a lot. And he is. He's starting to work on it. And he's starting to progress. He's just getting so tired. Like, I get it. Why can we not just have one moment where we're here? We're in Niagara Falls. We're part of the one seven wonders of the world. And you're here and we're nagging about money. Can we not just enjoy where we're at and save it? For later. He says in an interview that, you know, she's not always right. And I'm not always right when we're in our arguments. But it's really like beyond that. It's like, how do you how you accept that? is how you build a relationship, good or bad. And everything in their lives is different, but we're working on communication to try and bridge those gaps. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Now they go on this boat tour, like you were talking about in the office, and it's one of those things where you wear the poncho because you're going to get drenched. No, they did. They did. And it's beautiful. And he's like a kid and he's has his arms out and he's screaming and he's so happy and they're getting wet and there's this rainbow and it's beautiful and it's just it's a moment and she goes I just felt in this moment I just had to yell at him like are we making the right decision getting married right now and he just screams yes we are like we're yes we're gonna be fine and it ends with them on a high and them kind of understanding each other and seeing the differences between each other and how we're gonna mend those two together so we can communicate and we can bond Okay. Yeah, so that ends well. If, but let's that, if that actually comes to be, though, that's the thing. Like So far, I think so. Watching from the next episode, because I did go ahead a little bit, I think so. I think he's on the right track with her. Okay. I think they're on they're they're headed in the right direction together. Gotcha. Let's go back to Clayton and Mel, he packed the damn guinea pigs. He packed them. He packed them. They're coming along. They're coming along. And I have to assume the hat and the guinea pig suit are coming too. Stop. I am Stop. not going to be surprised Stop, if those damn things are in the damn I bet you they're his best men. I bet well, you they're going to be Cameron. sitting by the cake. Oh, oh cake God. toppers. I can't. How are you going to hold those? Who's going to hold those things? You're going to walk them down the aisle. Maybe island he's going to put them in his pocket. Oh, God. And be like, here, boo-boo. Do you say yeah? Do we say yes to her? What do you think chocolate? I can't remember what the other one's name is, but it's like chocolate and something else is the guinea pig's names. He's going to have one in each pocket. Oh, my God. What is she doing, Annalie? What are you doing with this man? She doesn't know. On the drive up, Annalie asks Clayton, just what exactly did you and your mom talk about? And you better be honest with me. 
in that kitchen because I know you were talking about me. And he just tells her, you know, that him and his mom wish that she spoke some English so she could help plan the wedding. But right there, I'm thinking him and his mom, are they're a package deal, Annalie. They're not ever parting. No. Like he says, you, me and my mom want you to speak English. Me and my mom want you to do this. Me and my mom want you to do this. Annalie, open up your eyes. He's, the mama's ain't, she's not going anywhere. Mm-mm. 10, 20 years from now, mama's going to be up in that closet. <laughs> no. Nope. Yep. Yeah. No, ma'am. But what they don't understand is that English is a hard language to learn for her. She's not going to pick it up in just two or three months that she's here. She's not going to be like, oh, all of Time. a sudden. Yes. All of a sudden I'm able to order my wedding cake and my wedding dress and do all this. She can't do that. Right. You have to. I'm sorry, Clayton, you don't want to do this, but you're going to have to pick up. You're going to have to step up and plan this wedding. She deserves, if she's the woman that you love and you want to spend the rest of your life with, she deserves the best wedding that you can afford. And you haven't done anything to help. You've done nothing. You've relied on your sister to do it because you're lazy. Mm-hmm. And he admits that he admits that he hasn't put much effort into planning of the wedding. And from here on out, would like better communication with Annalie. Like, there's no better communication. She's telling you that you need to get this stuff done and you're not doing it. And you're relying on just your sister to pull this off. How? No, he doesn't care as much. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And that's the problem. I get it. You're a guy. You don't want to plan the wedding. But it's not fair to her. You're just going to rely on one person. Brandy to carry it all. Brandy has a daughter. It sounds like she's a single parent. She's got enough to worry about. Right. They pull up to a rental house and it looks nice, but you can tell that Clayton for sure got this rental because right when you walk in, in the middle of the living room is a foosball table. I'm like, are we at a frat house or are we at a rental house? I'm confused. They're chilling. The world doesn't know. The world doesn't know. I don't know. I don't get these two. Brandy comes to the rental house because she lives in Indiana, I guess. And Clayton had asked her to help plan the wedding, but asked for some outrageous requests. Again, like the guinea pig costume and the llamas or alpacas. Right. And Brandy said, I'm sorry. Those requests are absolutely ridiculous, atrocious, and hung up on him, as she should have. Mm -hmm. She asks him, well, what have you done to plan for the wedding? Like, you've got three days. Where can I help? Like, what have you done? And I'll pick up from there. And he says, well, I've ordered, I've got plates and flowers. And that's it. (laughs) Plates and flowers. I'm sorry. What? Flowers you can go pick up at Costco the day of. Plates that you can go get at your local grocery store at any time. Those are the two things that he's done. He also mentions that he hasn't had, he hasn't gotten officiant yet. Brandy in an interview, she goes, I'm not saying a damn word to him about it. I'm not saying a word because I know it's going to happen. He's going to want me to do it. And I will fake that I've got diarrhea just to avoid being the officiant at his wedding. I will do whatever I have to do just so I'm not in this wedding like this. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, she tells him, I've been working hard to plan the wedding. And I'm stressed out over this and it's not even my wedding. And you, Clayton, you look real chill. The balls on this one. He tells his sister, well, it's my wedding, so I shouldn't be the one that's stressed out, right? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That is exactly how that works out. It is your wedding, and guess what? You're going to be stressed out from the second you that you propose to her to the second you say I do, and then beyond. Because even at your reception, you don't get to sit down and eat. No, no, no. you got to do the walking around. you got to do the pleasantries. Thank you for coming. You've got to do the dances. I don't think I ate dinner. Oh, I think we sat down. We got our plates. We may have gotten a couple of bites, and it was like, okay, it's time for the first dance. And I was like, I was like oh, shoot. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. No, I don't think that there was anything... Wow. Okay, so he has no clue. Not a freaking clue. 
And then to have the balls to look at his sister and be like, you're the one that should be stressed, not me. This is my wedding. I'm the one that should be taxed and relaxed. No, your sister Brandy should be the one that's taxed and relaxed. The one that's like, oh, great. I got an invitation to my brother's wedding. That's the other thing. Where are the invitations? It's three days to the wedding. Who's coming? Nobody. Nobody's coming but Cameron. (laughs) I'm guessing in the guinea pigs. And mom. Mom hasn't come though yet. Mom will come later, I think. Annalie doesn't really care about the wedding planning. (laughs) She's like, forget all this. I just want to know what's going on with my bachelorette party. Because I need to know it. Oh. Because she asked Brandy if Brandy would kind of put orchestrate a bachelorette party. Okay, I was going to say, because who's coming to this said party? Oh, we see it in the next episode. We'll see it. Oh, okay. But Brandy, you know, she just says in front of Clayton, because Clayton's standing right there. She's like, I just want to keep it low key. Maybe a couple of people over. Sit at the fire. Wink, wink. Huh? What do you think about that? She's like, oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. In an interview, she's like, there ain't no fire. There's no low key. I got her a stripper. I'm ready. ready Oh, so there's fire. There's fire in a different, in a person. (laughs) In a different mode of uh, fire. There's fire in somebody's pants. She's like. I didn't want to say anything to Clayton because I know that if he found out, he would be so pissed at me. I'm like, you go, Brandy. Who cares? <laughs> He's pissed you off so much this whole time. Anna Lee's going to get the shock of her life then. Uh-huh. And so is Clayton, apparently. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll see about shock of our life here. All right. Yes. So we're going to finish this off with Sophie and Rob. And we've been eye-rolling at them the whole time because Rob Mm -hmm. is a knob, as Claire has said. Mama Claire. Yep. But Mama Claire checks Sophie into her hotel room, and Sophie is just grateful to be away from Rob. She's like, let's get away. There's three weeks left until they get married, and she's realizing (laughs) that they both need space. Like, we've got to figure this out on whether or not we're going to move forward or we're just going to let this be. Let it be. Let it be. be. Run. Like, run, (laughs) Sophie. Run, for goodness sake. Yeah. So she's realizing that their arguments aren't stopping and that she can't keep living on excuses for Rob or their relationship. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, boo boo. Like, we've been saying this the whole time. Um, So she's doubting whether or not they'll even make it to the altar. She's like, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. Rob (laughs) is at the laundromat. And his buddies Tarai and Ty are there. Okay, we don't like Tarai. He's got he's he's been out to make Sophie look bad this entire time. When I'm like, listen, your I boy know. Rob here has got yeah. more issues than Sophie uh-huh. does. So uh-huh. Tarai and Ty are there, and of course Rob paints this picture. Um, that he's essentially the victim in this situation, <laughs> and that oh Sophie. God. And her mom ganged up on him and said that he's not a real man. He's not. For not he's getting a boy. boy. He is a boy. And he's not a real man for because he didn't get a better place for him and Sophie to live in the year and a half that he promised Sophie that he would do that. So, okay, let me rewind. So a year and a half ago, he told Sophie... I will do this. I will get a better place. You deserve better. We deserve better together. I will make that happen by the time you get here. Lies. So Sophie comes to California and she's like, skirt, what? <laughs> He's like, I did make it better. I put out cockroach traps. <laughs> yes, roach traps. Oh, my gosh. So he said that Mama Claire telling him that he's not a real man proves that she doesn't respect him and therefore he's not going to show her respect. Oh, my God, I can't. 
He said that. Why don't you start by showing Mama Claire respect and Mama Claire re- will give you that same respect and lighten up a little bit and think maybe at some point, maybe we're talking years down the road that you may be worthy of her daughter. Not now. Here's the thing, Rob. And I hope that you listen to this. Here's the thing. If you had a daughter mm-hmm. who was dating someone like you, mm-hmm. living uh-huh. where you live and treating mm-hmm. your daughter the way that you are treating Sophie, you Preach. cannot tell me that you Amen. would not be on him. Like Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. She speaks the truth. I speak that truth. Okay. <laughs> He says that he wishes that Sophie would have his back and not, not take out the opportunity to point out his flaws. And I'm like, you need to back down because she's been exceptionally patient with you. Oh, exceptionally patient. That is yes. That is the understatement of the uh, year. Oh, absolutely. So Rob said that Sophie is quick to jump on the ba- bandwagon of hating him because Claire comes in and she's like, listen, your car's not good. This house isn't good. My kid has to go outside to use the bathroom anytime, you know, even in the middle of the night. And you don't go with her. You don't stand guard at the bathroom. She's left to go out there by herself. That's so true. Yeah. So, you know, mom points all of this out and he's like, Sophie's really quick to jump on, you know, in criticizing me and on hating on him instead of sticking up for him. And his friend asks him, his friend Ty, he says, on a scale of one to ten. How sure are you that this is going to go through? How sure are you that we're going to get married? And he's like, I'm out of four. On a scale of one to ten, I'm out of four. He's so pissed. And he thinks that he has control of all of this. Yes. Oh, it gets better because the thing that he says at the end just really boiled me over. But he said, uh, his friend said, after three years, I really thought that you would say that you were ready. You know, like that this is for sure that you have no doubts that this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, He just doesn't see how Sophie doesn't have his back. And both of his friends think that this is just going to end up in divorce if they do end up getting married. So they're not wrong. wrong. They really aren't. And Rob ends this conversation with this little nugget. And you're just going to love it so much. And he says, Sophie has always assumed that we're going to end up getting married. But I've told her I have all the way up until I say I do. Oh, I'm so glad that it's in your hands and you control it. You don't think for one second Sophie's going to be a little hesitant and say, I have all the way up until I say I do. Thank you. Because I'm sorry, you were shaking in your boots the last time that um, she left because you were being unfaithful to her and setting dirties to um, some other chick's and receiving dirties from other chicks and then you were real quick to be like i'm so sorry this will never happen again i'm gonna bring you a single rose and i'm gonna put it in your face and i'm gonna do all of that and yet you think that you got the upper hand here buddy because she'll she'll be quick to run real quick she deserves better she has deserved better this entire time so deep breath you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna create a court for men just like this i'm gonna call it the court of fuckery (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, Marge, can you send in the next dickhead? Yeah, that one. He's crying. Oh, poor thing. Bring him in. Yeah, can you bring just right up on here? Yeah, he's got a lot to explain for. Thanks. Tell the kids I love them. Like, that would be me. I would just be like, send in the next one. 
Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Cry. So anyway, that's how Come we on. end this episode on that. That Rob thinking he's got the upper hand. And I'm like, boo. But yet you think that Sophie's just waiting there like a little puppy for you to be like, choose me, Rob. Choose oh. me. <laughs> and she's like, I don't think we're going to make it to the altar. I don't think so either. Sophie, for the love, please run as fast as you can. Don't look oh back. Don't. God. Something. Do something. Oh, uh, my gosh. Well, that's how we end it. So tune in next time and for more of this crazy show because we are almost done. And I, I'm going to be honest. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. I can't do this anymore. Like, we're I'm- done. I don't know if I would ever do this show again. No. It's just too much. It, it's too many too much. episodes. It, it's busy, but do you want to promote it? Put it out there. It's not out yet. Well, give him the deets. Okay, we're giving the deets. Tess is calling me out right now. So. I'm calling you out. Promote it. This is your time. This is my time. She's got exciting news, people. She's got exciting news. Take it away. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's I'm exciting. so put on the spot right now. I wrote a book, okay? I wrote a book, <laughs> and we're excited about that, and Tess Yay! is so excited about it. And it's been a long time coming. And if you've made it this far in this episode, then you will know that... The, <laughs> we appreciate that you. <laughs> we appreciate you, for one. But two, yes, I wrote a book, and it's called Love in the Tenth Inning. And Whoa. it is exciting and there's not a lot of smut in it. So if you're looking for Fifty Shades, that is not it. Ah, we knew it. I, you know what? Something, I was like, I wonder if she did like a mommy porn. No. Okay. No, Disappointing. It's not, it's not that. It's not okay, that. Okay. Your brother even reached out to me asking me if it was smutty. And I said, no. He said, <laughs> I'm right. I'm, I'm buying it for the smut. And so I there said, you you're going to be sorely disappointed. But um, yes, it is set to release on Valentine's Day on Kindle only for now. Okay. Eventually it will be printed on paperback, but formatting takes a really long time. So wow. we'll get there. But Jeez. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yes. Thanks, homie. So everybody go find it. It comes out on Valentine's Day. Hopefully Valentine's Day. Yes, you can find it um, on Kindle. So please. Love yes, that would be awesome. In the 10th inning? Love in the 10th inning. Love in the 10th inning by Melanie and you'll find her, and it'll be great. <laughs> uh, Is that my it? number one fan right here, y'all. I of tell course. You of course. So, yeah, it'll be good. So, uh, But please share, like, review this podcast. We would love nothing more than to connect with you. Come follow us on all the social media channels, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and say hello at pourthetinpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Yes. And if you don't mind, if you like us and you like what you hear, come give us a review. Hopefully five stars. And uh, I know that a lot of platforms, I've been getting a lot of information that Google Podcasts and all these other platforms are kind of closing down. So I don't know where Google people go, but I know that you can listen to it on Spotify for free. We're on there. You can listen to Apple if you have an iOS. Um, Yeah, anywhere that you get it and you can listen to it and you are willing to give us a five star review, we would so very much appreciate it we would love that we love you we do we love you guys and thanks so much i know this episode was long and it was discombobulated but it is what it is and we're getting excited to move on to the next great thing and uh want you guys to come along with us and it will be great because we love us some love is blind so (laughs) oh we sure do Uh, and 
A side note, I think they're bringing people back. <gasps> okay. What was the girl's name that we liked with JP? Taylor. Taylor. Is Taylor's she back on again? There? I think she's back. I love her. Yes. Yay, Taylor. I know. So here's hoping, unless Love is Blind is teasing us, but they said something big is coming and it's uh, two other guys that we've seen in the past who they couldn't find love. One, I cannot stand, but then the other one, Marshall, I I like him. And so I'm eager to see what the surprises are and okay. if they're there to be a contestants or are they there in some like hosting fashion? I don't know, but we shall see. That's exciting. I know it's coming up. All right. Well, tune in and we will see you next time. Thanks again, guys. We love you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.